Perfect. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to kick it off. My name is Sunit. I'm currently a senior at Dartmouth, majoring in computer science and economics. I'm also the head of community of Dartmouth Blockchain. Um, for those of you tuning in, we're kind of co-hosting the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation and Aeyong from NIR um, today just to kind of speak a little bit about NIR and understand the impact both on the ecosystem as a whole, as well as curated towards like college communities and college crypto organizations. Um, I'm joined by Becky, who can, yeah, introduce herself. So feel free to jump in, Becky. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm Becky. I am the president of Bentley Blockchain Association in Boston. Um, I also just launched a fertility health tech company, um, largely playing with tailwinds of Web3 and AI um, out of the MIT Media Lab. So largely um, invested in the college landscape over in Boston. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Thanks for that. Um, Aeyong, if you want to introduce yourself, what you do at NIR, kind of how you got involved, um, and any other fun facts you'd like to share, that'd be awesome. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, thank you for hosting me. I'm super excited. We're finally getting to do this. Um, I am Aeyong Jun, and I do developer relations at the NIR Foundation. I've been on the team since May, so it's coming up on quite a few months now. <laughs> um, it's been a crazy few months. And I mean, we were supposed to have this conversation back in December, if I recall correctly. Um, but things did not work out. Um, because that one day, uh, Elon decided to turn off spaces, if I recall correctly. <laughs> but yeah, excited to be having this combo now. Awesome. And uh, yes, that's correct. Yes, back in December, um, Elon did decide to, decide to turn off spaces. So that was a fun, uh, fun moment for sure. Um, but yeah, it's super cool to hear that you joined here just a couple of months ago and hope it's going well. Um, we'll have to kind of hear, you know, yours as, as part of the uh, de developer relations team, kind of your introduction on NIR, what problem you think it sort of uniquely solves in the crypto ecosystem and for who, um, and why you decided to join the NIR team and how that experience has been so far for you. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this can actually be summarized pretty well by why I chose to join NIR. <laughs> uh, so I would say overall, one of the things that is most top of mind for me as DevRel is, is the actual experience um, for a developer pleasant. Um, because if it isn't, if there's a lot of challenges, if there's a lot of outages, et cetera, that's not an easy brand to represent. Um, um, I would say for the most part, NIR is probably one of the most stable, consistent and scalable solutions out there. Um, and so for me, it was a very easy kind of transition and um, it was an easy decision to make to join the team. I would say in terms of if you're looking to get into Web3 or if you're looking to dabble as a builder, NIR is probably one of the easiest in terms of just onboarding. Um, you know, we we launched a JavaScript SDK over the last summer. And, uh, you know, so if you know JavaScript, guess what? You can write a smart contract. Um, I think that's a huge transition um, to just being able to accommodate more devs. Uh, before it was like, you kind of had to know Rust or Solidity to be able to dabble in Web3. And we're really trying to work on making it a little bit more accessible. Um, I kind of alluded to this, but we are definitely very scalable. Um, we have super fast transactions speeds and I know everyone says this but we really do mean it um, you know it, we're doing our best to keep things uh, you know very cheap and light so that you know anyone who wants to start dabbling can 
Um, in terms of the technical specs, I mean, you know, I, I think being a Rust focused chain, we are innately a little bit more secure than a lot of others out there. And so for me, like I said, I chose near because I felt like it was a place where I could proudly be DevRel without being under the gun too much. Um, and I think, you know, if for anyone who's, you know, a developer out there, definitely consider near. And I think we have other things on the pipeline that would suggest you should consider near if you're looking to dabble and you're not necessarily a developer as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you kind of touched upon, you know, some really, I think, interesting differentiations between other L1s and protocols with near, namely like the JavaScript SDK, having that sort of rust focus and, you know, high TPS and such. I think it's particularly important, especially for onboarding sort of newer developers or people who may, you know, be experienced developers, but not necessarily with like Solidity or their crypto programming languages to kind of give them the ability through the SDK or, for example, a lot of protocols are launching APIs now to access that and build on top of that. Um, you know, of course, I think, for like, you know, Nier is doing a huge push in terms of developer relations and as well as kind of building this ecosystem. Um, obviously, the Nier Foundation was part of that. I believe it was like $800 million in October 2021, if I remember correctly, um, to kind of help push this forward. We'd love to hear kind of in your eyes, you mentioned some, you know, next steps and exciting things on the horizon. Um, how do you think the onboarding of developers and the growth of the ecosystem is going? You know, what's been really exciting about that? Um, and what, what are you looking forward to on the horizon? Yeah, of course. Um, so, oh man, there's so much coming up uh, in 2023. I want to strongly encourage folks to, you know, subscribe to whatever news outlets there are and, you know, bookmark near. Um, we have a big focus and shift in terms of not just focusing on Web3 native like devs and community members, but also really just reaching out and being that bridge to the Web2 communities and people who maybe are Web3 curious, maybe they don't even know where to start, but, you know, we want to be that kind of, you know, um, onboarding project, I guess, to get people through the door. Um, so I would say some of the biggest things that we're doing, and I don't know exactly how much I can say about it just yet, but we did have a blog post that went out recently talking about our blockchain operating system. Um, so that's going to be kind of the shift we're working on this year. And so really thinking about not just, you know, near as a layer one, but as a tool to really give people a way to explore everything that Web3 has to offer in a very streamlined, um, you know, I guess as user-friendly way as possible, really focusing on UX and, you know, for developers also like the ease of actually building um, within the ecosystem and, you know, making sure that we have the right tooling, et cetera. There's, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges that Web3 has in general is just like the one, the barrier to entry in terms of just not having enough information out there for people who are starting from like, you know, like 
a baseline of nothing, like no real knowledge. They've just heard about Bitcoin here and there. Um, the kind of barrier for those folks who are just starting from scratch, it's pretty high. Um, it, I, I still kind of equate it to learning a new language in general. Um, it's hard to formulate and understand paragraphs if you don't know the basic vocabulary. So I think there's a lot that, you know, even like, you know, uh, what BAF is doing too, right? Like what you guys are working on in terms of like education and, you know, kind of inserting this narrative into curriculums. I think that's huge. Um, and then, you know, also thinking about just the actual experience of being in the ecosystem. So whether you're a builder, um, the experience of building in Web3 is not at all like Web2. Um, it's not the most, um, I I want to say it's just not the easiest experience, uh, to put it frankly. And so what we're really trying to work on is figuring out how can we make that experience a little bit smoother and as akin to what somebody in Web2 might be used to. Um, and then just trying to, once again, how do we really think about making that entry point into Web3 um, almost as like seamless as possible so that at the end of the day, like if we're talking about mass adoption, right? Like we need to get to a point where my grandma can be on web three apps and not realize that they're web three apps. Like we need to get to a point where that transition is that seamless. And um, I think we have a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline, especially around like blockchain operating operating system and near discovery. Um, that's another term. Maybe you guys might want to bookmark here and there. Um, uh, I would say those two are kind of like um, our attempts at trying to lower that barrier to entry. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I think, you know, what's something me and Becky can speak to in terms of this sort of barrier to entry is obviously there's a huge, I would say gradual, but there's an adoption amongst college students and on college campuses towards crypto and blockchain. You know, of course, myself and Becky sort of lead initiatives at our respective blockchain clubs. Um, and one thing we definitely noticed to, to your point is that it's very important to try to actively take steps and in initiatives to help bring this, you know, sort of next cohort on, both for like the success of protocols, but I also think for just, you know, understanding new ideas and kind of helping onboard a new set of users, you know, to your point of having our grandparents kind of engage in crypto. Um, obviously, that's not going to happen overnight. And that might take years, if not longer. Um, but one thing, you know, for example, you can speak to is like, how we even got connected to this opportunity. So um, Dartmouth blockchain and Bentley blockchain, to my understanding, got connected to blockchain acceleration foundation back, which is kind of co hosting this as well. Um, and through that, we got connected to near um, wondering if, uh, you know, uh, if you could sort of speak upon some sort of college initiatives and ways near or the near foundation, both the protocol and the foundation are kind of bringing in this next wave of college kids and onboarding them. Um, one of the things specifically is that um, one of the co-founders of Dartmouth blockchain alongside myself, his name's Charlie. He did the sort of near student fellowship program previously and had great things to say. Um, that's also how we got connected as well. So we'd love if you could talk about some of those initiatives, how NEAR is kind of working to sort of deconstruct some of those barriers to entry you talked about, um, and what you think has been working, what you think hasn't been working as well, um, and initiatives you're sort of hoping to implement in the near future as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, it, it's 
I would say education is definitely one of my like biggest passion points of, you know, what I do. And I think it's a tough nut to crack. Uh, if you think about it, there's so many resources out there, right? In terms of like, hey, there's like learn to earn so many learn to earn projects coming out where, you know, they actively pay you crypto to learn about crypto. How cool is that? Um, but I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it's really about just kind of, <sighs> A shift in terms of mindset and priorities uh, really is kind of stemming from, you know, the sense of ownership, right? Um, I think what the younger generations are able to grasp better than like, I don't know, people who are like well into their careers or, you know, even people who are our grandparents age, right? Like one of the things that we're really able to understand and grasp um, as younger generations is the idea of, hey, like a lot of the services we use nowadays is not actually free. (laughs) If we think about it, we're paying for it with our information. And in turn, like what is the value of like our our identities and data? And so I think that's a big shift in mentality that's going to just kind of, you know, lead the charge in terms of convincing people perhaps and uh and the you know younger generations the importance of why like decentralization is the way to move forward because the current model no matter how you take a look at it it really isn't scalable right like um i mean especially with a lot of regions and countries looking at like data privacy more closely it really is that conversational shift and mindset shift of like, hey, people should be able to determine who gets their data and how they get to use it. And so if you think about it, like Web3, decentralization, blockchain, all of this is kind of trying to solve that um, at a rudimentary level. And so I think there's that big aspect. Um, I think there's also a sense of like the actual contributions people can make, Um, you know, especially if you're like, a fresh grad out of college, like, you know, if, if you're graduating, or if you just recently graduated, for a majority of your life, you've probably, probably been told as a developer, the best way to kind of, you know, like, get a start in the corporate world is to get a big job at a big tech company with a, uh, you know, with a big name. And, you know, like, that's kind of what everyone's been told all along. But, if you think about the actual impact that pe- that you're able to make as a fresh dev um, in like the Web3 ecosystems, while we might not have the flashy brand names, the sheer amount of like, I guess, change that you can be a part of um, by being a part of these communities, by being a part of these projects um, and just the general kind of, you know, movement, I guess, if you will. I think there's so much more that you can be a part of. And I think it's really important what uh, BAF is doing and, you know, what each of you are doing, like Sunit and um, Becky on your campuses of making this information more accessible to people and telling them, hey, there's a whole other world out there aside from, you know, the big web two tech companies that you can be um, contributing to and be a part of. I think that's really, really important. so yeah, I, I mean, you know, education is one of those things that's just constantly going to be uh, like a work in progress. But I think, you know, what we're able to do um, 
as a collective is really important. And just to kind of touch on what NIR is working on, obviously we are uh, trying to, you know, broaden our outreach um, in terms of like the collaborations we're doing. So BAF being one of them for sure, um, and trying to work on inserting this narrative into curriculums, into the campuses and just having a presence and having a voice. Um, and then in terms of actual like things that Nier is working on, oh man, um, I would say there's a lot of things that are coming down the pipeline um, in terms of how do we get the community to support each other and how do we get the people who are very deep within the Web3 ecosystems to really be the ones to share their stories, to share their insights. Um, because I think one of the things that I really firmly believe in is that a testimonial, um, like a person being able to share their actual, you know, use case of how they entered the Web3 ecosystem and how it changed their life. I think that is so much more impactful than like, you know, me doing like a video on why you should pick near. And so I think that's one of the things that we're really going to try to focus on is really empowering our community. And hopefully that just kind of becomes like a self-fulfilling cycle of more people entering and more people being able to share their stories. Yeah, absolutely. I think like a lot of those initiatives are really impactful. And to your point, I think you bring some interesting points of, you know, the sort of duality between Web2 and a lot of opportunities and organizations that college students or young adults and developers might want to join versus the kind of trade-offs and sort of some of the hurdles we've talked about earlier, entering um, some crypto organizations or working at these protocols and such. Um, one thing that stood about your background was you've spent some time in a number of different roles um, in a lot of, you know, traditional Web2 tech firms, Twitter, Spotify, Reddit. Um, but also in sort of a dev relations role at Skynet Labs, which I understand is sort of like a uh, crypto hosting infrastructure. So kind of wanted to hear on some of the points you just raised, the differences between, you know, entering Web 2 right after college versus, you know, entering Web 3 now, which is something more and more college students, particularly those that, you know, for example, our clubs are considering. Um, how's your experience been different at some of these firms like Twitter, Spotify and Reddit? compared to working at Near and Skynet Labs. Um, what's that really taught you about the ecosystem? And, you know, one of the things that people really, I would say, value about crypto is how most of these protocols are very creator-focused and, like, developer-first, right? Really trying to bring that and give them the utility they need. As a developer relations role, um, you really serve that conduit between, you know, multiple sorts of stakeholders. So well, let's kind of hear how that's been unique and, and different from your sort of past experiences and, you know, what stood out to you about the ecosystem as a result. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I just want to make sure that I'm interpreting your question correctly. But I guess um, from the perspective of like myself as being a part of these organizations, is that right? And as well as like the onboarding experience or is there something else? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think like, you know, your experiences in developer relations and also kind of broadly to this, some of the points you talked about, about college kids trying to break into some of these industries and some of these companies. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, uh, you know, I remember being a fresh grad and every job description saying, hey, like we're looking for entry level folks um, must have three to five years of experience and just thinking, gosh, like, how am I supposed to get experience if no one will give me experience? And so, you know, I think one of the best things about um, the Web3 ecosystems uh, and like as an industry in general is the fact that it's all open source. And so the best thing about open source is 
anyone can be a part of it, right? Uh, you know, just because you're not on someone's payroll necessarily doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity for huge impact. And so if people are interested in getting involved, and this can be, you know, whether you're actively in college, or maybe you're a high school student, or, you know, maybe you're a 20 year long, like, you know, industry veteran in some other industry, like, it doesn't matter, you can still get involved. And I think that's the beautiful thing about Web3, like, truly, anyone is welcome to be a part of it. Um, You know, it's, it's hard because in order to, you know, like take that first step and really start dipping your toes in, um, you know, once again, we've kind of alluded back to that, you know, barrier to entry, but truly I think one of the best things about Web3 is just like the community built around these uh, projects and organizations, right? And so uh, if you're interested in like, you know, um, like how things work and how things should be run um, from like an operational perspective or from a governance perspective, like you can look into DAOs and uh, get involved that way. Um, You know, if you're, if you are a developer, yeah, start like looking at some, you know, code, just like, I don't know, like just get started. Um, Everything's open source. Right. And so it's cool that, you know, anyone can become like a, contributor from the get-go and there isn't this like huge barrier to entry of uh like oh you have to meet certain criteria and so like truly whatever we can do to lower the barrier to entry in terms of like the uh, like the actual education aspect i think will make that just so much easier to get involved um and in terms of just like onboarding i would say you know (laughs) one of the things that very clear to me about Web3 right now is we are well in our like growing pain stage. And so, you know, like a lot of companies and projects are just trying to figure out like, how do we really like scale what we're doing right now for the masses, right? Like, and you know, everyone talks about it right now. It's, you know, a crypto, it's a crypto winter. And so while things are quiet and while, you know, there isn't as much like hype and excitement necessarily, like a lot of projects are doing great work in terms of just really focusing on building and adding value so that, you know, hey, come the, you know, like bull market, like everyone's kind of ready and primed to welcome the masses. And so really focusing on like, how do we make the experience better? How do we, you know, just make things a little bit more navigable. Um, And so, whereas I think with other like Web2 companies, a lot of the experiences I've had is just, you know, like when the vibes are off, the vibes are off and there isn't really something to like look forward to necessarily. Um, Whereas I think in Web3 and especially in my role, right? uh, So much of what I do is getting to talk to external folks like yourselves um, and talking to developers who aren't necessarily within our ecosystem already or, you know, once again, Web2 folks who are just kind of dabbling in are curious. Um, I think there's just a lot that I can talk about in terms of like the possibilities and, um, you know, that's all a part of the fact that we are during our uh, we are sitting very well within our growing pain space. And so um, I would say one big invitation I would like to throw out to people who aren't necessarily developers. I know I'm DevRel, but um, I just want to make an invitation out uh, to anyone who isn't, uh, you know, like 
a developer like just because you don't know how to code doesn't necessarily mean you can't get involved like there's so many opportunities right now and if you have anything that you're really passionate about doing I think there's an opportunity for you in web3 and so I would definitely encourage people to consider web3 projects and companies um, as they're you know entering their uh, you know like job force or, or like workforce kind of phase of their lives or if people are looking to make a shift uh, maybe you've been working in web three web two for a bit and you're like i don't know if this is the right vibe for me come check out web three like i said there are ways to get involved without necessarily having to quit your day job you can you know just dabble along but if you do want to make the jump, I think it's a really great time because there's so much um, opportunity for you to make an impact as a you know contributor in the space. But then also just in general, like the sheer possibilities of this industry in general, like if you really want to get excited about some new tech, right? Like this is the time to get in. Yeah, 100%. And I think you, you, know, you touched upon community, which of course we all sort of recognize as one of the differentiating factors in this industry. But I think what you uniquely touched upon that's pretty interesting is this idea of the growing pains. You know, the fact that, yes, that leads to a lot of challenges and, you know, has the difficulties with adoption and such. But it gives a lot of great opportunities, opportunities for college kids and younger people to get actively involved and ways for, you know, different stakeholders, whether it's creators, developers, those in the more like DeFi and economic side to help shape the protocols and the ideas themselves and really what the future and adoption looks like. Um, now that we've kind of touched a little bit upon like why near sort of your experiences and some more broad questions, I'll sort of uh, switch gears and hand it off to Becky who can, you know, sort of take it away on some more granular questions and kind of dive into the details a bit more. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, this has been a great conversation so far and so many amazing uh, golden nuggets that you've shared. Um, and, and I think a theme that keeps coming up is that there are just so many opportunities here in Web3. Um, and I think I, one thing that I love that you mentioned is, you know, empowering community, lowering barriers to entry, um, you know, near prize itself on from the get-go, having easier onboarding, ease of use and um, for developers and, and users. And I think right now at our club, we are really focused on preparing students for this evolving landscape. Um, and using the tech for what we call gigascale impact. Um, so, so I'm incredibly curious to thinking, you know, like how you mentioned, thinking beyond uh, what we're told about big tech companies and big names. Um, I'm curious, what are the largest ideas or, I guess, impact you think NIR can enable? What opportunities um, can be created uh, from, you know, students on college campuses right now? Yeah, wow. Um... And this is the thing, right? Like my creativity only goes so far. And honestly, most of the like brilliant opportunities and ideas that I've heard of are just from conversations that I've had with other people. Um, I'm not a super creative person. And so, um, you know, I think some of the most exciting concepts and like applications I've heard of are, you know, really around like, healthcare is one of them like healthcare and this idea of like identity and having people um just be in charge of their own data from that aspect um you know obviously there's a lot of nuances there and i think like advances in zk uh proofs and like you know not having to have certain information on chain to be able to leverage it in web3 context like i think that's a really cool kind of um new field that people are playing with and um i'm I'm personally someone, I have a lot of like 
you know, I go to the doctor a lot for a lot of reasons. And so um, the fact that, you know, I have to like beg my doctors for my information to give to another doctor, it just baffles me. And so, you know, I, I look forward to a world one day in which I actually own my own data um, and I'm able to give it to whomever I deem fit. And also it's like, you know, secure and it's my own and it's not, you know, at risk of somebody like, getting access to it because they, you know, social engineered someone into giving them their passwords. Um, so there's that aspect. Um, I think there's a lot of possibility in terms of, I mean, I kind of alluded to this before, but there's a lot of work we can do in terms of just the UX, like the actual experience of being in Web3, um, you know, as an end user, as a developer. And so there's a lot that I would love to see around like developer tooling. Um, I Like I said, there's a big... Um, kind of there's a big discrepancy between the experience for a developer in Web 2 versus one in Web 3. And so I would love to see more in terms of web, uh, like dev tooling. How can, you know, maybe even just things uh, to kind of emulate what we have in Web 2 or like perhaps, you know, taking our learnings from Web 2 and then making them better. Um, so there's that. I think there's a lot... Um, you know, of untapped potential in terms of just having it as like a way of easily sending finances to someone. Um, you know, it, I know a lot of people still use like Venmo and, you know, like Cash App. And I was literally talking to my friend the other day who's not a U.S. citizen and she's coming to visit and we're like booking hotels together. And she was like, oh, you know, so I figure like I'll like get cash from the ATM and I can give that to you and we can split it that way. And it's like, actually, you know, we could just use crypto. Like um, I think uh, making that a bit more accessible to people, like that's, you know, once again, um, something that no one's really like tapped into is like, Hey, here's a crypto tool that literally makes it super easy. And without the, you know, like the mumbo jumbo of like some of the other wallets out there where it's like, oh, you have to be an investor and a trader. Like, no, just literally make a, you know, a, like a transactional like wallet where people just send each other money and that's it. Like, you know, there's a lot around like branding and um, I think just, you know, the stories that you're able to tell with the products and like, there's just, you know, it, it's, been a very technical space up until very recently and so I think there's a lot we can do with even just like the tools that we have existing but yeah like the technology also there's a lot that's actually catching up to the possibilities um and you know like for example with like zk stuff I would say we're like just starting to really scratch the surface at near in terms of what it's able to do for our ecosystem and so there's there's just so much. Um, it's overwhelming, really. But I think, yeah, like, um, you know, really thinking about how do we leverage the, this technology to actually make it valuable for humans and not just like, you know, trading and making more money, but like actually being of good to society. I think that's um, kind of like a, a general direction that I see a lot of things um kind of going into and something that I'm personally really excited about. Absolutely. We are rapidly evolving. I think we're now at ZK, ZK roll-ups um, and expanding now. Um, so, I mean, I'm incredibly interested. So we talked a little bit about 
you know, opportunities in healthcare, digital identities, um, assets. I'm interested too to share like opportunities right now uh, for students to hop off the call and start um, working with Near and building on Near. Um, and I know that you guys pride yourself on being um, an easier developer experience and end user experience. Um, so could you walk us a bit through the developer experience, tools Near has, um, and, and for terminology like SDK, could you define that for us? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, I, I, first off, I think, um, you know, if anyone's interested, just go check out. Um, it's, uh, so we have near.social. Um, it's, once again, appear, aesthetically, it's not the most pleasing quite yet, but um, it is a kind of step uh, one of many to what we're hoping to achieve this year um, across the board from near. So this is just like a kind of, you know, a hello world kind of situation of what's coming. Um, so near social is like a I mean, yes, it's like a social network um, at the moment, but there's just so much more that we're t hoping to achieve with it. And so it's, um, you know, if you're at all curious, I would say take a look um, and just see uh, like what's on there. One of the things that I want to point out is our gigs board. So if you're a developer um, and, you know, have any interest in, you know, dabbling around. So the near gigs board um, might be a great opportunity for you to get involved. And like I said, um, it's all found on near social right now. Um, we're working on the UI, I promise. Um, but yeah, we have a lot in terms of like small opportunities, like they're essentially bounties, right? Like they're bounties and we're just, uh, you know, any ideas, that people have that would, they would like to see. There's a bounty and, you know, you can submit your own bounties and become involved. Like that's, I think, like a very tangible way of getting involved, um, you know, uh, and also just to touch on SEK, so a software development kit. So that's um, just, you know, a collection of like tools and kind of, you know, uh, like whatever you might need to be able to um, develop in a certain situation or uh, for a certain project, whatever. And so we do have like the JavaScript SDK that we were mentioning. And so um, if that's something you've already learned, um, you know, you can get started writing smart contracts, which I think is something really cool to say, because not a lot of people can say that, um, you know, one of the things that I would really, really strongly recommend people to kind of uh, take a look at is the Near Social um, Gigs Board. Uh, we also have something uh, called Near Crowd, which is, um, you know, it, so both with the Gigs Board and Near Crowd, it's really this idea of like, let's give people an opportunity to contribute with their actual like skill sets to get involved and um, get into the kind of like crypto ecosystem without like, um, you know, having to like pay their way in. So like having to like buy actual tokens. Um, and there is like this added layer of like the learn to earn. There's, you know, also a lot of uh, apps out there where you can like walk to earn or, you know, th there's like so many blank to earn kind of um, 
options out there, but uh, near crowd and the near gigs board, um, truly just, hey, if you want to tinker around and you see something that you can, you can tackle, like do it. Um, I really want to push that as kind of like an easy way of just like, you know, getting involved off the bat, um, get on your social. And, you know, it's like I said, the user interface is not the best right now, but we're working on it. And um, I think, you know, once again, it's open source. So if there's anything that you're like, you know, I think this could be better, like, you know, take a stab and, you know, please contribute to the actual product. Um, I, I think this is, you know, like a very obvious way of getting involved. But then again, there's so many other ways you can join a DAO, you can play around on like various forums. And uh, there's so many discords that you can join if there's anything that you're personally like really interested in. We have tons of like projects and groups that are leveraging Web3 for those purposes. Um, so if you're really into like, I don't know, like regen is like a big kind of aspect that I'm really passionate about. Education is another one I'm passionate about. There's so many resources out there, so many groups. So just, I don't know, like a Google search is good. But if you want to get involved with Near, like definitely check out our Discord. Um, check out, you know, our gigs board, Near Crowd. Um, and like Awesome Near is also a great place to kind of just explore our um, app ecosystem. Um, yeah, like this question is just like overwhelming because there's just so many things. Um, but yeah, I would say near social, check that out, near crowd and awesome near if you want to just explore what DAS we have available. Absolutely, thank you. And I think you've shared enormous value in this last 40 minutes um, for people who want to explore the space, talking about DAOs, discords, groups that you can join. Um, it, there's endless opportunities to, you know, explore the space. Um, so let's let's narrow it down a little bit more. I think if, if you were to talk to someone who wanted to break into the space, what would be your actionable playbook, playbook so that, that students can hop off the call and hit the ground running? So I'm curious, what would be, you know, an actionable playbook that you would create for someone wanting to break into the space? Yeah, sure. So I would say like do a bit of like a self-awareness check or uh, maybe just like, um, uh, you know, just ask yourself like, what am I actually curious about? And why do I even want to explore this? Um, because, you know, maybe it's just like a feeling of like, I should know a little bit more about it. Um, or, you know, I'm, I'm just purely curious. I don't really know. But uh, if that's the case, then yeah, like I said, um, just do a little like dabble around um, on like awesome near, see what's available, or you can, you know, like uh, just enter our discord and see what people are talking about. Um, if you have, but I guess the flip side of that is if you have something that you're actively really passionate about, right? Like maybe you are really into, you know, seeing how we can make things um, better for the environment using blockchain technology. Um, you know, like if that's kind of your jam, like Open Forest Protocol is a, a big near initiative that's focusing on like, you know, how do we actually help um people think about like I think 
let me take a step back. So yeah, as you're asking yourself these questions about like, what am I interested in? What are the things that I'm passionate about? Like, I think it's also fair to say like, you can start looking um, like, for example, on Awesome Near or, you know, join join any like layer ones discord and just dabble along and see what people are talking about. Um, and using that as a, a discovery point and way of getting involved as well. Um, I think for me, the kind of trigger point was like, I was really into security beforehand. And one of my professors talked about like how important it is to um, like the future of security that we like seriously consider blockchain. And I was like, huh, maybe I should start looking into it and down the rabbit hole I went. And so I think if there is something that you're already interested in, interested in and that has like a, a web three kind of offshoot, like definitely dig into that. Um, the big recommendation I would uh, give to people is find a community. Um, and so once again, if you're really into like governance aspects or like, you know, how things should be run, thinking around like, uh, you know, like processes and how we should, you know, like how a governing body should finance certain initiatives, whatever, right? Like then join the DAO, um, find your community and um, just kind of learn from those people because as of now, like I said, the education aspect is really, really difficult. And I think that's still a problem a lot of us are trying to solve. And so my biggest recommendation for people who are listening to this, and if you want an actionable item like right away, is do what you can to find your community. Um, and so that's why I was kind of suggesting, you know, you figure out like what you're interested in. But if you want to just enter a random community um, or like a larger community that can help you kind of narrow down where you might be interested in. Like, um, like I said, join the near discord. You can join any other layer ones discord. Um, you will be able to hear so much um, in terms of what people are working on, what initiatives there are, um, you know, just get involved, find your community, learn from people, ask questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question in Web3. I truly, truly, truly want to like hammer that home. Like there is no such thing as a stupid question. Um, and so just, I don't know, take the plunge, don't hesitate. Um, but yeah, I think like the ideal funnel, if we're talking about like six fronts from now and we've had a, had more of a chance to like actually really put these kind of thoughts onto paper is somebody sees um, a near related article or a tweet or something and they're like, oh, let me go check out near. They're able, they're able to kind of figure out, oh, like, you know, what is the best kind of like niche for me uh, based on who you are, or what you are interested in. Um, so maybe you're a developer who's really interested in, in actually contributing to the protocol or something like then you should have your own track. Um, and being able to have that kind of so once again, this kind of gets into the territory of I don't know what I'm allowed to share, but um, near social, like I said, is kind of a first version of what's to come and all of that, uh, that user journey of that developer journey, um, whether you're coming in fresh or you're coming in with some like background knowledge, like all of that will be something um, very seamless. But like I said, um, it, we're not quite there yet. And so um, 
for now, just do your best to find a community. And um, a lot of the communities do live on Discord. So if you don't have a Discord, start one. And um, pretty much any website uh, or any like projects website is going to have a link to their Discord. So join the community, ask some questions. Um, but if you have no idea about what you're interested in, like I said, join the near Discord. We'll help you out for sure. Absolutely. Um, amazing points. I think that um, we, we're amazing at science, but sometimes we, we kind of stink at social coordination. So I think Web3 can be so fundamental for, uh, you know, social coordination, creating communities, shared ownership, um, and everything of that sort. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to pass it back to Sunin, um, who will kind of cater us to, you know, our outlook for 2023, where Nier's headed, um, and, you know, where we can see uh, people building for 2023. Perfect. Thank you, Becky. Um, yeah. So kind of, as you mentioned, really just kind of wanted to wrap up and spend the next couple of minutes on the sort of outlook for 2023 and beyond. And then if we have time left for 930, we can dive into some audience Q&A. Um, in terms of just, you know, pretty broad overall question, want to leave it pretty open ended here, but we'd love to hear kind of what you have in mind for 2023 and beyond for the near foundation and near protocol. Um, be from the perspective of like developers, users, um, you know, the protocol itself, um, but also from other eyes, right? Like, how do you think the DAP ecosystem is going to look like on there? Um, are there any sort of like trends or venture deals that are exciting for near or even otherwise? Um, and, you know, from political regulation and, you know, navigating the current down cycle, does any macro ideas you think are going to impact us positively or negatively and how, uh, you know, near sort of intends to navigate that? So pretty open ended, but kind of want to leave it up for there for, for your interpretation and go from there. Yeah, oh, uh, this is a loaded question for sure. <laughs> um, I'll tackle some of the easier ones. <laughs> so I would say in terms of what we are really focusing on for this year is that, once again, that being that bridge um, between Web 2 to Web 3. Uh, so whether that is partnering with, you know, existing brands or Web 2 companies to kind of help them navigate their entry into Web3. Um, so kind of from the BD aspect, like I know our BD team is, is constantly talking to like a hundred and some projects at any given time, uh, projects and uh, brands uh, to see if Near is like the right kind of project or right layer one for them to make that transition. Um, so there's that aspect of onboarding users. Um, in terms of developers, once again, I think we're just trying to really figure out what is the best developer experience and making sure that there are plenty of engagement points and touch points, not just in terms of like, hey, like if you want to, you know, build a project on Near, this is what you do, but also other ways to contribute, um, whether that is information or um, like, you know, just being a part of the conversation, uh, just other ways of getting involved, um, aside from just having to like full send quit your day job. Um, there's, uh, you know, obviously like the gigs board and um, this, this idea of bounties, but um, not just like the bounties that we think of today, which, you know, I don't know how many people have done like hackathons or, you know, bug bounties and stuff, but a lot of them are very like technical when you think of a bounty. And so really thinking of bounties as uh, kind of like freelance work that you can do. And so once again, getting a lot of people in through the door um, by just giving them an opportunity to leverage their skills to earn their way in. 
Um, there's a lot we're doing as an org around usability, the actual like experience of being um, someone who's navigating through the near ecosystem, um, just making discoverability around the various apps and everything just way easier. Uh, and in terms of the app landscape and what we have, um, I would say like there's a lot of exciting projects once again around like uh, dev tooling that I'm really excited for personally. And then um, some of the other uh, exciting things coming down the pipeline, I would say like look for things around like gaming. I think gaming is a really cool uh, kind of asset or uh, aspect of the ecosystems that have it's just kind of getting started because if if there's anything about gaming, it's usually like the development time is really, really long. And so um, the fact that there's, uh, you know, people who've been kind of dabbling away and uh, they're, you know, about to like launch some really cool projects, I would say gaming, um, anything around, you know, being able to kind of... <sighs> use your web two data and web two identity in web three. Like, I think that's something also exciting that I'm looking forward to seeing more of. There's a lot moving in that direction. Um, uh, this idea of like uh, a DID, right? Decentralized like identity, um, something that follows you around also amongst various ecosystems. Um, I think there's a lot just kind of around that. Um, and at the end of the day, I think they all kind of funnel up into just usability. Um, I think one of the biggest questions right now um, from like, you know, from my perspective and from a lot of other like DevRels um, that I've gotten a chance to speak with, it's around like, you know, the chicken and the egg of you know, how do you bring devs in if there aren't a lot of users right now? But then also, like, there aren't a lot of users because there aren't a lot of apps available um, that speak to their needs. And so I think it's really flipping that narrative and just saying, like, look, there's plenty of opportunities. And so how do we um, show devs the, like, demand and, like, where uh, where there are opportunities in terms of what we've seen um in terms of gaps within ecosystems and then also showing users like, hey, there's plenty you can be using. Um, and also maybe even like they don't even know that it's a web free app, right? Like just making that user experience so seamless that they aren't even aware that they're, you know, leveraging a DAP versus, a, you know, a regular app that's very web too. Yeah, absolutely. And that all sounds super exciting. And I know I asked a pretty, you know, pretty broad based question. So kind of we'll dive into just the last sort of specific question for the roadmap, and then we can transition to Q&A. Um, I saw on one of the sort of articles near published, um, you know, obviously, one of the big things on the roadmap is phase two of sharding, which is scheduled to come around Q3, Q4 of this year, and then phase three, which is dynamic resharding sort of in a 2024. Um, I saw a few other sort of technical developments there in terms of goals or meta transactions, zero balance account and global storage. Um, we'd love to hear kind of from the technical side and from the protocol development side, if there's any of these you're particularly excited about, um, how you think these are gonna impact in your ecosystem and what benefits they could bring to developers, users, or sort of anyone else who might be impacted positively. Yeah, of course. And I think the exciting thing about all of these developments that we have on the protocol roadmap is that they are all kind of feeding into this um, usability aspect, right? And so like, 
not to downplay the importance of like protocol development, because obviously that is like the engine that keeps things running. But I think the big shift this year uh, with during 2023 is going to be um, the shift to the blockchain operating system um, as our narrative more so than being a layer one. Um, So, you know, all of those protocol developments, you know, dynamic sharding, um, that's super exciting. And, you know, like, that's going to drastically increase our scalability and the ability to actually, you know, support devs, um, you know, kind of based on whatever they need at uh, whatever need they have at whatever given moment. Um, And, you know, any demands on our network, like we'll be able to handle it. And like I said, up until now, we've never had any issues either. And so hopefully we can keep that uh, track record. Um, But it really is going to be about like that usability layer that we're focusing on building on top of all of that um, around like the OS aspect of, you know, if you think about like what Windows did, right? (laughs) Um, Or like what uh, the iPhone did for the ability for anyone to have everything they need at their fingertips. Um, that's where really what that's really what we're trying to focus on this year. And so I think um, to your point, like yes, we have a bunch of stuff on the protocol roadmap. Um, you know, we're always focusing on how do we improve our technology and how do we kind of stay ahead of the curve in terms of um, speed and scalability. You know, just the like reliability of everything that we're building. But then, um, yeah, like I think what Near Foundation is especially focusing on, and, as well as like our protocol side, I think is how do we translate all of that into something that is truly usable and scalable for um, like everyone. And we mean that like truly like everyone, not just people who are developers or people who are into Web3, um, but just for anyone and making that as like, easy of an experience as possible. And so, you know, everything we're working on under the hood um, is truly for that larger kind of vision and mission that we have this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched upon a really important point of this sort of, you know, like intersection between both technical developments and how that impacts the community and it kind of being like a positive feedback loop to drive more adoption and usability and how you know, it's, it should be a core focus of developers to focus on the added utility and really how this helps to uh, bring the protocol to more people or add additional functionality, but also from the user side, how to actually take advantage of this and, you know, really maximize the features and development that's offered for each protocol, whether it's near or otherwise. Um, I know we're coming up in time in a couple of minutes. I'll hand it over to Becky now to sort of facilitate a Q&A. Um, we'd love to hear from the audience if you guys have any questions. Um, I know we've touched upon a lot of topics here. So on any of those or anything else you have in mind. Um, so thank you so much once again. And yeah, I really appreciate the time as well. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, do we have any questions from the audience? Um, I'll look in the chat. And if not, in the meantime, oh, do we have one? I'd love to know how can people um, I've just... Uh, mention again, how can people find Near and um, how can they get connected and start building on Near? Um, so you can share those while we look for Q&A. 
Yeah, definitely. So um, obviously start by following the near Twitter handle. <laughs> um, uh, you know, a lot of our like updates and announcements come through this for sure. Um, Twitter, you know, is where crypto lives. Uh, and um, check out near.social. Like I said, the current state is not super slick, but we're getting there. And that's going to be a lot of where our initiatives are going to be published and pushed on, um, as well as that's going to be kind of like the medium um, on which the advances and kind of like updates, you know, initiatives happen. So definitely check out near.social, create an account, um, create your wallet. Um, if you're a developer, go check out our docs. You know, there's just, um, you know, there's a wealth of knowledge on there. I think, um, you know, if you ever are actually exploring through it and you feel like something is wrong or maybe outdated, um, you know, we do our best to keep things updated, but hey, there's another way you can contribute. If you see something that's like, oh, actually this didn't work, but I figured out how it does work, then let us know, you know, you can make a pull request and uh, submit an update. You know, it's a living, breathing thing. So check out our docs. Um, you know, there's obviously our Discord. I think that's an easy way to get involved um, and really get the full fire hose effect of the near ecosystem. And um, I was mentioning earlier, awesome near is a great way to kind of explore our uh, app ecosystem. Um, and we also have near week, which is kind of like our um, you know, amplification channel for all things near ecosystem related, um, any exciting updates about our projects or new projects entering the ecosystem, building on near, etc. cetera. Um, so there's a lot of ways that you can find us and get involved, but hoping to see new folks getting introduced to near soon. <laughs> yes, of, uh, of course. And any events you have coming up, um, it looks like where people can get exposure to near, perhaps ETH Denver, anything else you have coming up? 100%. Um, so we are going to have a big role at ETH Denver. Um, we're doing the opening party first off. And so that's a big deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, we're really excited to be at ETH Denver. It's always been one of those um, like big events for us. And um, last year was big. This year is even going to be bigger. Um, we have a bunch of bounties, uh, a lot of them related to near social. And so if anyone's interested in, uh, you know, kind of interacting with us there, please come find us. Um, we're also going to be a consensus this year in Austin, Texas at the end of April. Um, we have a bunch of near folks all around the world and various you know, like geos and regions. And so if you're interested in um, finding a near person within your community, uh, like I said, come to our Discord. You can kind of navigate and find people that you're close to. Um, I would also love to give a shout out to like our US uh, group, uh, Banyan. Um, they're doing a lot of great work in terms of having uh, on the ground uh, kind of events every week. And so we are very active in San Francisco, uh, thanks to the Banyan folks. And um, we also have a lot going on, I think in like New York. Um, so, you know, if you're in either of those locations or close by, um, definitely check out, you know, what there might be going on. Um, and, you know, I think for the rest of the year, we're really going to try to um, work on kind of getting the organic 
kind of grassroots excitement going. And so um, we're going to be doing a lot more from where we are right, where we are right now too. So just keep an eye on like the near socials and, um, and by socials, I mean like, like Twitter and near social itself as well, but um, definitely Twitter to see if there's anything going on um, in your neighborhood. Amazing. Well, this, they all sound like can't miss events. So um, we'll all have to book tickets to East Denver. <laughs> Uh, but it does look like we are coming up on time. Um, this has been incredible, and I thank you all for coming. Uh, Dartmouth Blockchain, Bentley Blockchain, Near, um, and Bath, of course, for putting this together. Um, if you guys want to say any closing words, the floor is yours. Just for Bath, just wanted to say, uh, yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for coming. Uh, feel free to follow us and become a Bath member to keep up uh, with uh, our opportunities on Meetup like that. And uh, yeah, really thanks, uh, Senit, Becky, and uh, Ayong for, for the Meetup. Yeah, thank you. Um, obviously, Bath for hosting, and then Senit and Becky for this awesome conversation. I'm, you know, I'm really excited um, for you know younger folks to get excited about Web3. Like I said, I think there's so much opportunity. And so I appreciate the uh, chance to get to chat with y'all. And, you know, obviously, um, if anyone's interested in kind of learning more, my door's always open. Um, and, you know, definitely looking forward to running into some folks in real life one of these days. Hey guys, um, I I just thought I'd I'd pop in here. Appreciate you guys hosting the space. Um, and I just wanted to kind of ask a question, uh, or a actually first, I heard you guys talking about healthcare uh, data and just like facilitating the ownership of that. And I mean, yeah, right on. Like, I think uh, data ownership is definitely the most important aspect of Web three, and then facilitating like that generative economy that benefits that aligns the interests of buyers and sellers and shareholders. And I think that's what Web3 is really like the bread and butter for. Um, but yeah, I had one question. So uh, if you guys had to give advice to college students that, may, that, that they don't have any developer experience, they don't know how to code, they don't have technical experience, but let's say they're very well plugged into communities um, and they have a lot of great ideas. How would you advise a college, a full-time college student with maybe a, a part-time job? How, how would he go about um, like a startup, for example? Could you kind of run me down like the general framework for going about that? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know, maybe Cindy and Becky, you guys are more, um, uh, you know, fit to answer this question. But I think from my perspective, uh, you know, definitely like these uh, big conferences like East Denver and, you know, there's one in almost every major metropolitan area uh, in the United States. Uh, definitely go to one of them. Uh, one big aspect of a hackathon is actually the matchmaking process. And so there might be devs who... Uh, show up and they don't necessarily have a an idea, but they have the technical skill set. Well, you put your heads together and you come up with an idea and, you know, actually put it to practice. Um, and I think uh, one of the things that we're working on on the near side um, is eventually getting to a point where, yeah, it, like no code app development. Like, I mean, I 
once again, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, y'all, but um, there is uh, a push to kind of have the ability to build projects with very little to no code. Um, And so just know that that's kind of on our radar because yes, obviously there's um, a bit of a barrier to actually being able to help build things if you don't know how to code at the moment. And so that's something we're working on. And, uh, you know, like I said, like join a discord and kind of just bring ideas and say like, hey, this is something I'm really passionate about and want to work on. And I have this skill to provide. Like, is anyone interested in kind of building this with me? Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, possibilities, but um, just kind of like putting yourself out there, whether that's in person at a conference or a hackathon or, you know, online on some of the forums and uh, like various social kind of channels. I think those, uh, I think there's definitely opportunities for you to find people who can help you build something um, right now until we're able to give you the possibility to do it with no code. So <laughs> I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I just want to echo what you said and add on to that just a bit. Um, and anyone, I know we're going over, so you can connect with me on um, LinkedIn um, or Telegram after this. But I think, too, it, a lot of it in the beginning is validating that people want your idea. Um, so you actually, in the beginning, might not even need to develop anything, even though you have uh, wonderful resources on, at Near. Um, but you could even create a landing page <laughs> under a you know fake name that's, a different name if you don't want to, um, you know, create, you know, basically do anything under the name that you actually want your company to be. Um, and, you know, have uh, just basically test the idea or create a Figma with front end design and print it out and show it to people. Say, is this something you want? And get, you know, actual demands. Like if nine out of 10 people want it, you know, maybe then look to see and find a developer or create a landing page and, um, I, I don't want to. I don't want this to sound wrong, but have people uh, put in their credit card, and then when they do it, say, "Okay, never mind. Uh, like, credit card's not working." Uh, but basically, what I what I'm really trying to get at is just get demand um, from people that people want what you're buying, and just test that um, you know there's there's demand for your ideas, and uh, before you even have to start finding a developer or co- code doing a single line of code, um, just really testing that people are in need of what you want, what you're creating. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. And uh, I'd love to, I mean, I would love to connect like different projects because I do a lot of business development for a lot of different projects in Web3, um, building like pretty robust solutions, like the no code app builder. Um, sounds like a, like I, I'd love to connect you guys to um, like enter the void for that because if we could like somehow create uh, a no code, software as a service app builder um into an nft like that would like a software as a service like a smart nft per se um that would be really cool i'd love to kind of help out wherever i can on that um regarding like a startup so like with this some like what if you have like a really big idea um and like you have a pitch deck for it um you kind of have you've kind of drawn up the general uh i guess framework for the user interface um and how the protocol would work uh what what would be the next steps in in that just trying to go to as many hackathons as possible and what if um you're kind of 
like you're a broke student and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like I, like I live in, in Conway, Arkansas. And so not a whole lot of people know where Arkansas is, but it's nowhere near any, um, blockchain clubs or hackathons or any events, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I'm kind of limited to online resources. Just, just one thing. I want to be respectful of uh, Ayong time. So, um, Ayong, do, do you have any time to, to answer the question? Um... Yeah, I mean, first off, um, yeah, definitely reach out to me, uh, Miguel. Uh, yeah, like DM me and um, we can figure out a solution for sure. Um, I would say join some discords. Like I said, if there are some layer ones that you're interested in, obviously near should be at the top of your list. But, um, you know, join the discord. Like I said, just throw some ideas out there and say like, hey, I'm looking for someone to help me build this or whatnot. Um, but I think what Becky said as well, in terms of like, just actually testing out traction, I think that's brilliant. Very clever, I would say, um, just to like, see if there's demand. Um, and then yeah, like, uh, you know, definitely like, hit me up and I can kind of give you pointers but just putting yourself out there I think if it's a matter of like finding someone to help build um like I said you just need to find somebody who sees what you're trying to accomplish and you guys vibe and then y'all are able to build something together um but yeah definitely reach out and we can see if there's a solution at near for you awesome thank you guys so much and sorry for going over the time (laughs) No worries. Thank you so much for your questions. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you hosting the space. Perfect. Um, Well, that's everything. Should we just uh, call it here? Yes, perfect. Well, I close the meetup now. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming. Awesome. Thank you for hosting, everyone. Thank you for hosting. Cheers. Great chat.